is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Okay, everybody. You've got a, uh, a full belly. You're nice and rested. Hope you're enjoying your holiday. We've got six games to preview and three games to recap. Adam Azer, Dave Richard, Jimmy Eisenberg. Who's thankful for Taysom Hill today? Oh. Anybody who played against the Saints? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Th- that's about it. Well, yes. I-, I should I'll take that back. Anybody who played against the Saints in fantasy? The Falcons were not happy about no. playing against Taysom Hill. They're not happy. That was an interesting finish with all the onside kicks and all that. I thought the Bills. That was, that was ridiculous. And listen, you should be it. thankful for that if you started Matt Ryan. Matt yes. Ryan had 130 yards and a touchdown in the last three minutes and 30 seconds of that game. And I started Russell Gage in three Well, also if you started the Saints, the Saints DST. In that You're right. They had three the sacks in the last two minutes. You're right. Yep. Yeah, so that was uh, that was fun. The Bills made a big statement. That was a great win for them. I can't believe I once said they weren't going to make the playoffs. That was a huge win. Uh, yeah, they, and, en- they ended Jason Garrett's career. And and uh, and Blau, what what was that all about? The Blau tour. He got off to a he got off to a hot start, and then he Blau. <laughs> yeah. He played well. He played well early, and then after that, he just kind of was eh. I think uh, the interesting he had two good thing, drives in the first quarter. Well, one I mean, good uh, drive the rest he should he should send his game check to Prince Mukamara. Uh <laughs> Not a good game for Prince Mukamara. The the interesting thing, how much uh, is that? For? I don't think there's one player that you would have faced. I don't think there's a scenario a scenario where everybody's like, oh, well, I'm screwed. I'm done. Unless you started like Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, then you're in a little bit of trouble. But uh, let's uh, let's get into those a little bit later. Let's start with a big question about the NFC home games. Are you going to start either the Seahawks running backs or the Cardinals running backs? Seahawks facing the Vikings on Monday night. Cardinals facing the Rams. We've got five running backs really in the mix. There are any of them starts. Chris Carson's a must start. Is he? Yeah. I think he's a number two running back. That's a must start. I guess. And and I think Kenyon Drake and PPR can qualify as a start. Yeah, I start him in non-PPR too. I think those are the two best guys in their respective teams. Because we, we just don't know how big of a role Rashad Penny is going to have. And every time we, we think that Rashad Penny is about to become something great, Chris Carson steps up and plays amazing. So I think, the only I, thing I think that, you're sticking with Carson. Yeah, the, the only way you can start Rashad Penny is if you know Chris Carson is going to fumble. Because if he fumbles, he's not, he's not going to see it. I mean, the odds are pretty good that that could happen, right? Well, they play. This is, is going to be their 12th game, uh-huh. and he's fumbled seven times. So, yeah, better than half. Carson's 20th for you, though, so it's not exactly a must I mean, look, there's any number of scenarios where people have different players they could play over them, but you look at his start percentage, you look what his his track record has been, you're starting him. Uh, Okay, well, I I mean, you know, maybe you are, but I think if you have have a a streamer like uh, D.D. Westbrook, okay, somebody like that. No. No? No, I mean, look, Jonathan Williams, you could start over him. Yes. Uh, if you had Jonathan Williams, Ronald Jones, and, and Dalvin Cook, and, and you drafted Cook and Carson as your first two running backs, then yes, you're benching Chris Carson. But just in the in, in a vacuum, he's a must-start guy. Who do you like better between Carson and Miles Sanders? Sanders. I mean, again, I there, too. There, there are obvious guys yeah. you can start over him, but I, I think just the he's a start. All right, so what about – I, I miss, must have missed what you said about the Cardinals, guys. What about them? Kenyon Drake is the better 
running back right now. Now that could change after the game, during the game, if Chase Edmonds has a big role, but you'd have to go into at this point with what Kenyon Drake has done with his workload, certainly in the passing game with what David Johnson has done that they, he said this week, um, he said, I'll have a role. I don't know what it is, you know, so it's get Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds water. Yeah, maybe so. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine David Johnson is going to have a big role. Yeah, I can't imagine we're starting David Johnson. You guys, I don't, I don't think have him ranked in your top forty-eight. So he's out. Uh, here's a weird stat of the day: as the Rams get ready to face the Cardinals, how about this? This is just weird. The Rams rank between fourteenth and eighteenth in fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, DSDs, and kickers. Every single position, they are so average. No, they were better before last week, but just weird. Fourteenth to eighteenth. Uh, and what you need to know about the Rams is that they, they've had three absolutely terrible games defensively, and they've pretty much been great other than that. So who knows who shows up? Well, it's also, it's also when, they, when they made the trade to get Ramsey, they had that stretch of four games where they played really well defensively. It was the game where they knocked Matt Ryan out in Atlanta. Then they played the Bengals in London. Then they played the Bears and the Steelers in back-to-back games. Think about the four quarterbacks that they faced there with Ryan getting you know beat up. It's just it, it was it was a great stretch that made their defense look amazing. Now you could say, okay, Trubisky's been playing better, so maybe that was a, a good performance on their part. But those mm. those four teams no. offensively <laughs> are right. I mean, those four teams offensively are inept. So they faced the best offense, arguably, in in the NFL last week, and the MVP ran right through them. So it's going to be fun to see how this defense operates against a similar style of quarterback. And Kyler Murray. I bet they start hot and struggle to the finish line. The Cardinals or the Rams? The Rams. Okay, so the, the and the Cardinals thing. do the opposite. The Cardinals stink early, and then in the second half, Kyler Murray. Yeah, you just have to Rams. wonder, you know, with whatever plays Kingsbury, Kingsbury has scripted, if they come out of the gate, you know, with a with a good opening drive or two, and then the Rams maybe figure them out a little bit. But um, after what happened to them last week, and knowing now that they're out of the playoffs, you wonder where the mindset is of some of those guys. Aaron Donald has... A has had a good year. He everybody expects him to be worldly every game, every year. Um, you could see how much he's missed having a guy like Nadamakan soon next to him because their run defense has just not been the same. We have a few things to promote. Ask FFT on Twitter this weekend. Hashtag Ask FFT Saturday and Sunday. Ask us your questions and put that hashtag on it. Ask FFT. Fantasy football today is on CBS Sports HQ Monday through Friday, noon Eastern, Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, so you got to download the CBS Sports HQ app and watch it on your connected device, your Roku, your Apple TV, your Amazon Fire, whatever. Or you can go to cbsportshq.com. Let me stop you there just because both things you said. Uh, we read the Ask FFT questions on the air, and we've been doing this for about two weeks. Probably should have said something. If you'd like to see your avatar, get a little um, oh, yeah. promo. A little screen time. We, we, we show we show everybody's avatars. Uh, obviously, if they're not uh, appropriate for viewing, we don't show those. But um, <laughs> for the most part, we show everybody's avatar. It, it's big. <laughs> it's very large. On yeah, the no, it's like my favorite part of the show. Uh, I, yeah. I, it's fun to see the well, creativity. Well, as a person, as, as the person who reads the questions, um, I often get distracted. So you probably hear me when I ask you guys a question. I pause for a second because I, I get caught looking at the oh, other. Sure. Oh, yeah. Very distracting stuff. Radio it's show. Not, I don't I don't, I don't have night. the questions like in front of me. I have them on screen. Uh, yeah. 
I, I got you, man. Uh, radio show on Saturday night. I on Fantasy Football, 10 p.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Radio and Sirius Channel 206. Dave, Deshaun Watson moved down a little bit in your rankings after yesterday's show. What- he, he moved down to 12. And you want to know what spurred it more than anything else was the comment that I made about how Belichick reads The Art of War and Bill O'Brien reads Green Eggs and Ham. And I thought, well, if that's really the case then maybe Deshaun Watson shouldn't be counted on. And I know that he's got the chance to make plays, and maybe in garbage time he'll do well. But think about the role that big plays play for the Texans. Patriots don't allow a lot of those. I'm worried about Houston just not being able to come up with a counterpunch to whatever it is that the Patriots are doing. I still recognize that Deshaun Watson is a good player, and he has a chance to get some good numbers. And I'm still willing to start him. But I'm not willing to say that he is as going to be as good as he what I said on what day was it Thursday Thanksgiving yeah so 12th for me I moved him down before the Bears Lions game so hopefully you caught that and you started Dak Prescott ahead of him because Dak will have a better game than Deshaun Watson I actually moved him down lower too he's now 16th for me so uh, when I said yesterday I'd start him over Foles I'd start Foles over him now. Whew. All right. Yeah, we, it's it's definitely it's something. Tough. One other thing I wanted to point out, there were a couple of games this year where Deshaun Watson didn't have big numbers because the Texans were able to run the ball. And I don't there. There have been a couple like half the games that he was bad in that we talked about yesterday. Carlos Hyde had a huge role. Deshaun Watson didn't have to throw. I don't think that's going to be the case in this game. I think Watson will have to throw. It gives me th- that also helps give me some hope that he's a top 12 quarterback. Let's talk about those Thanksgiving games. And before we do that, I just want to say something. You know my takes. You know everybody's going to disagree. I don't really get it with stuffing. Like, stuffing's good. Why is it everybody's favorite? It's not that I'm good. I'm with you. Right? I think all three of us are like I think it depends like on the that. stuffing. But yeah, it depends I, on how it's prepared guys. and what it is. Yeah, but still, like, there's like probably three or four sides that I'm more excited to get than stuffing. I don't know, man. People love it. I uh, know. Anyway, you guys, you all think about that, but first think about ZipRecruiter because hiring can be a challenge. As Codable co-founder Gretchen Hebner discovered, Gretchen needed to hire a game artist for her education tech company, and she knew it would not be easy to find someone to grow with her team. That's why she went to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your, dro- your job so you get qualified candidates fast. Gretchen posted her job on ZipRecruiter, and she said she was impressed with how quickly she found qualified applicants, and she also used ZipRecruiter screening questions to filter her candidates, and that way she was able to focus on the best ones. It's really a, a great feature. And that's how Gretchen found a new game artist in less than two weeks. So with results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So efficient, so effective, and you should see why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try it for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. One more time, ZipRecruiter.com slash FFT. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Okay, Bears and Lions. Well, the quarterbacks were pretty good yesterday. So how about Drew Brees being the worst of the six quarterbacks? That is strange. He shouldn't have been, but he was. Yeah, you Jared know, Cook. Cook dropped the touchdown. He had another deep ball. like It fell like right in front of his he hand. He still would have been worse than the other guys. Ted Ginn dropped a deep ball touchdown. Like He he could have had three scores in the game. And they didn't have the ball, that the ball for like good. 25 minutes. But starting with this game, Bears and Lions, 
Uh, Trubisky scores 29 fantasy points, and he now has 20 or more fantasy points in three of his last four games, twice against Detroit. He looked great. He made one bad throw. See, I I don't know about that. Like, they they were kind of breaking it down. Like, he made some bad throws that were caught. He didn't give his receivers a chance. There was one play on a third down. I think he threw behind his receiver, and they couldn't get the first down. Ah, he stinks. He also had a bad drop from Robinson. Dallas next week. Like, do you trust him, or is he just a matchup guy? Because it, oh, he's, he's taking advantage I mean, look, of the you're, you're, It's a fancy playoffs. You're not you're not playing Trubisky in a one quarterback league unless you're completely stuck. So, you know, it's just the, this is the point in the season where you know hopefully you have your quarterback situation settled. But if you are stuck, you should feel a little bit comfortable with the fact that he is playing better. But he's also capable of just having a total meltdown game. Sure. And he's got the Cowboys, the Packers, and the Chiefs in the next three weeks. So, But I think I as we've a, seen I have the Cowboys in the last month that they've had one good performance, and it was against Brady in the rain. And so could Trubisky have a Josh Allen type of game? Absolutely, because they're similar type of quarterbacks. Oh, Allen's no, better. they're not. He doesn't run. Uh, not he not never these runs. days. He's not. He's scared to run. Um, Did you watch that one play where he, he could have run for the first down? Yeah, what a, what? he runs uh, he he'll, went he'll, sideways. He'll he doesn't want to get hit. He'll run enough. No, he doesn't run. It's probably the shoulder injury. Yeah, maybe that's exactly. He doesn't run at all this year, really. But uh, Troy Aikman was very critical of him. I'm not sure if you guys got a chance to listen. Look, the game, the games were on for us, I'm sure. But we had a lot going on. Obviously, it was Thanksgiving. But this one, I, I, I was able to pay attention to the most. Troy Aikman very critical of him, of Trubisky, because he doesn't throw downfield. But it was nice to see Allen Robinson, another good game. It, I'm so mad. I well, yeah, the big throw to, to to Miller. Yes, he did. It's huge. I, I, which Miller may or may not have caught. Uh, yes, but Miller had a huge game. I'm so upset yeah. that I didn't start him. Nine catches, 140 yards. If it's so funny, Gabriel's I, out, I, do we keep going to Miller? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's 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 relative again to what your team looks like. Uh, I had a great um Fanduel lineup set, and the players that let me down were Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. Oh, I didn't check Fanduel. I started Trubisky and Miller. Let's see. Maybe well, I you're probably in good shape. Maybe I won a yeah, million I started, dollars. I started. I started Miller, Beasley, uh, Montgomery. Zeke was good. He just wasn't great. This would be an amazing moment if Adam actually won the million dollars and he didn't know it until right now. Oh, I won 20. See you later, losers. Going into the night game, I was like, man, I'm in good shape. Oh, yeah, no. Fooled you. Okay, guys, so uh, anything else on this game? Adam was begging me for money. (laughs) (laughs) Do you trust the... uh, the Bears running backs or the Lions running backs? Not a bad game for Scarborough. I mean, I thought Montgomery would play well. It didn't play out exactly what I thought because I thought the Lions offense would just be terrible and the Bears have the ball all day. Um, but Montgomery shows you that when he has opportunities to, you know, work low in the passing game, uh, get Renzo work, you know, he's he's a good running back. He ran well last in that game yesterday. He's got a chance against Dallas and against Green Bay. Do you Maybe trust even them, against though, Kansas guys? City like, too. So I, I might trust him. He's easier to trust in non-PPR. As a low end number two back. Yep. Okay. Cohen, and, Cohen, no. Cohen's a flex in PPR. And look, I Kenny Galladay was sixty two percent started. Marvin Jones forty eight percent started. They both had good games. Galladay had a great I game. I mean, they caught touchdowns. It's really that simple. Well, Galladay had Galladay had was running free yards. real early on. Half his yards came on the touchdown. Yeah, I know. I was he watching still, the he game. still had over eighty yards uh, without it. The, the I was watching the first half with uh, Pete Prisco drink, and he said. You wonder if they made the move because Driscoll had been playing poorly. Like they, they see something in, in practice that they like better because it, Driscoll wasn't inactive. Right he was on. the emergency quarterback. So you wonder if, you know, the hamstring injury was really like a legit 
can't play through hamstring. So in a must win game to keep your playoff hopes alive, they go to the third string quarterback. The Lions were in a playoff situation. I mean, that's probably the way the coaches had to tell it to the players to try and get them motivated to play. Three wins, Dave. They're out. I I don't know. What playoff situation? (laughs) If they if they win out, they have a chance, right? At eight, seven and one. In the NFC? They couldn't have possibly made it without it. What? No, they don't. Dave, no. They, no. No, you don't think so? No, it's Thanksgiving. No, You're at home. No, try, they were fired no up. I'm not saying that they were a playoff contender by any stretch. Uh, but I'd love to see that I'm Matt Patricia saying, locker room scenario. Well, hey, listen, guys, I don't think Matt what? Patricia's actually if been a great coach out, to begin with. If we win out, have they, were they we're eliminated before the game yesterday? Were they eliminated before the game yesterday? The Giants aren't eliminated either. Yes or no? The Giants aren't eliminated either. You want to keep going with this one? I'm going to have to because I, you know, I'm going right to the inner core of the earth on this. He's pot committed on that one. All right, Buffalo 20, 26. <laughs> and well, last thing I want to say, I don't regret uh, sitting Kenny Galladay. I think it sucks that he had a big game on benches for most for many people, but I don't I don't regret. It. I think it was the right call. And uh, and now so, so okay, back to the quarterbacks and let's get serious for a second. Do they go Blau the rest of the way now? Uh, over Driscoll, probably, probably right. Okay, okay. Buffalo twenty six, Dallas fifteen. Uh, Jason Garrett won't get fired during the season, according to ESPN. He will get fired after the season, according to me. <laughs> what if they win the Super Bowl? Uh, gone. Then he's not getting fired. Right. I okay. think that's the only way. Takeaways from this game. Josh Allen's going to be a star. Hold on, hold on. The rest of the season, he's going to be a star? or No, like his career? in his career, he's going to be a star. Yeah. Um, he is. Uh, he's proving to be a very good fantasy quarterback, if you haven't figured that out already. And it's going to be fun to see if the Ravens defense stays healthy, if anybody will trust him next week against Baltimore. The answer is probably not, uh, or maybe you should not, but it's, uh, it, it's great to see the way that he's performing. And this was his first time in the spotlight, and I thought he played great. Yes. Um, I like the way that the Bills got a little creative with their offense. Um, Devin Singletary is another guy that's uh, certainly going to be a star in this league. And, you know, uh, we wow. didn't see the best of John Brown, but he, you know, he, he probably was, uh, um, he was a better, better, uh, fantasy quarterback than everybody, but Taysom Hill. <laughs> how about, how about a thank you to the bills for actually throwing the ball to Devin Singletary more than once yeah. in this game? Forget about the trick play. Like he still had other two other catches and three other targets on top of that. Josh Allen has the Ravens. Then the Steelers on the road, then the Patriots on the road. Yeah, probably done for him as a, yeah, a good I, fantasy quarterback. I had but a hard again, time trusting him to begin with. And when now, guys run, they are difference makers. And, you know, we didn't see probably the best of his rushing ability yesterday, although the touchdown run was nice. But, awesome. you know, he's uh, he's got that in his game. And I think you go into 2020, um, he's a top 12 guy. Certainly in four point per passing touchdown leagues. I mean, he's coming. I off. think in six. I mean, he. Well, okay, yeah, no, pro- probably. I mean, top twelve, there are a lot of good quarterbacks, but certainly Josh Allen's going to be in high demand. I'm, you know, it, it's a, it feels like a little bit of recency bias. He's still completing just sixty one percent of his passes for seven point one yards per attempt. There's a lot of growth that he still needs to get to as a passer. Not to say he has great weapons, but but when you get when you get that floor with the rushing ability, it's, yeah, it's hard to overlook. He's going to be a better fantasy quarterback maybe than real life, but. Maybe he keeps getting better. Maybe he's obviously getting better. Well, it bothers me, let me that, ask, that. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, you no, go. go. You go. You, you, was, you Jamie. I, I, your, yours was yours was probably more relevant to our show. I was okay. going to ask who's the third best team in the AFC right now. Oh, it's not the Bills. I don't buy Kansas them. City. Yeah, uh, I would say Kansas City too. But you can make an argument. Buffalo. Buffalo is a more complete team than Kansas City. I don't know. Uh, so mm. 
Mm-hmm. It bothers me that Dak Prescott scored more fantasy points than Josh Allen, but he did. One more fantasy point. He threw 49 passes. So You got um, a touchdown to Des Bryant. You can't go wrong with that. <laughs> you got a touchdown <laughs> to Ventel Bryant. And Cooper was fine, eight for eighty-five. Gallup was. I thought that was fine. that was a fun comment on the on the show from Aikman and Buck. That uh, I'm sorry, Nance and Romo. That um, uh, they said, "Oh, look, it's Des." And then they said, "You know, he kind of looks like Terrence Williams because he wears eighty-three. Uh-huh. You know, so they were having a little fun with that. Uh, Yo, it, it's good that Cooper had the game that he had. I think that'll help people trust him again. Well, you got to keep an eye because he went for an MRI for his knee after the game and. You know, for a guy in a contract year that's now been banged up multiple times, you have to wonder if they find out, which we'll probably all expect, that Miami beats Philadelphia and he's not right. You know, I'm sure he wants to help his team win and, you know, win the division, win, win against the playoffs, but he's got to be thinking about his future. So you just have to keep an eye on that going into week 13, week 14. But we don't expect Miami to beat Philadelphia, right? No. You said that would be a stunner. Okay. Got a little confused. I got just, just keep an eye on on the on the medical stuff first. Right. Like, look, if he, if he's seriously hurt and he's not going to play, then you but know I, what I to do. But otherwise, I think he's going to try and gut I it out. He's done that already. This I don't year. know seriously hurt, but at this point now, it's multiple injuries, and I'm sure the people in his ear got to be saying, "You have millions of dollars in front of you. You tear up your knee, you're done." So you know, this is sometimes you got to be selfish. I, I know that's not something we'd like to talk about, but you know, he's got to think about his long term future. Is Dak Prescott a start at the Bears next week? Yeah. Low end starter. I mean, look what David Blau just did. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. Saints twenty six and the Falcons eighteen. Falcons had the ball for for more than thirty five minutes. The Saints for less than twenty five minutes. So that was part of the reason why you didn't get those big numbers. But this is also this is now the fourth straight Thursday night road game that Breeze has played and struggled. Uh, twenty or fewer fantasy points, I think, in all four. But he should have had a bigger game. Right, well, this. he struggled for fantasy. He's not yeah. the reason why his numbers were bad. Fair enough, but it 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 Jared happened. Cook and Ginn and yeah, you know, yeah. Listen, it sucks, but it happened. I, it's now it needs to be said. Alvin Kamara is just a bust so far. It's a little unfortunate because it's mostly touchdowns, but he's been a bust. He's he's crushing sure. people's fantasy. Not lives. worth the first round pick. Uh, yeah, and like he again, he was he played really well. He, he's five, he was over five yards per carry. He had four catches, and Latavius was terrible and pretty much uninvolved. So it's. I think all the signs well, are positive. It's just he's not scoring. Yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be thrilled when you get him toward the back end of the first round or maybe the second round next year, depending on how this all goes. I agree. But he, he's uh, yeah, for this year, Barkley, Kamara, those are the two biggest busts in the top of the first round. And, and as for this game specifically, you see Taysom Hill run for a long touchdown. You think, well, why can't that be Alvin Kamara? And you see Taysom Hill catch that little pop pass for a touchdown. Why couldn't that have been Alvin Kamara? Yeah, yeah that's a good point. What, what I I don't I still don't <laughs> get why they don't just make Taysom Hill a full time player. Like Traquan Smith played seventy five percent of the snaps. What is Traquan Smith doing that Taysom Hill can't do? And they can't put Taysom Hill on the field more. Like if you're going to use this guy, and if he's going to Bogart fantasy numbers from other people, then put him on the field more. Let's use him in fantasy. It's ridiculous. And if you if, if you're in one of these namby pamby leagues that use team quarterbacks because you got to make sure you've got the backup, do you know how many fantasy points that Saints TQB was worth just on the one play, the pop pass from Breeze to Taysom Hill? It was huge. That's 12 points. It it annoy it it is it is irritating to me that Taysom Hill plays like 13 snaps, take numbers takes numbers away from everybody else on the team and can't either either give him the role in fantasy. Give him a role on the Saints 
so that he can be a quality player for them or just use him five times a game and that's it. And hopefully he doesn't. Irritate. Remember uh, at the owners meetings when Sean Payton said how much he loves fantasy and, you know, appreciates how much he's got Taysom Hill on his fantasy. Team. And then he's just completely ruined everything for fantasy managers because of <laughs> what he does with Taysom Hill. He starts Taysom, Taysom Hill on his DFS lineup. Or he could just play in a TQB league and he loves it. Oh, maybe that's what he did. Oh, yeah. Three QB league even. All right, guys. So any thoughts real quick on the Falcons here as we wrap up? This was the uh, like the third most carries that second or third most carries that uh, Devontae Friedman had all year. I think you you look at, you know, this was encouraging for Ryan from the standpoint of that he got you these numbers without Julio Jones. You have to wonder again if Julio Jones is going to shut it down, you know, um, with what their season is. And uh, does he want to risk further injury to his shoulder, depending on how bad it is? Um Russell Gage is a nice little player. You know, I mean, he's done he's done a good job stepping up in place of Muhammad Sanu. He's been building, you know, toward something. Uh, you know, I should have a touchdown two weeks ago. That was called back. Last week, the eight catches. This week, you know, stepped up big time without Julio playing. Um, Calvin Ridley also, the stretch of games without Austin Hooper in there. He's done a nice job. So their their receivers have have stepped up, you know, despite some some circumstances that, you know, probably a little bit unfavoring. And really, Gage is their third receiver. So he's not on the field as much as Christian Blake, who could also be an option if you're in deeper leagues and Julio's out. Because Blake had nine targets. He had six catches for 57 yards. He had more. He had one more catch, five more yards than Gage. Gage did catch the touchdown, though. But Blake played almost all of the snaps, so 89%, and Gage played 68% of the snaps. So these two guys are barely owned, and maybe you can use them if you so choose against Carolina next week. All right, and you could, I mean, they could be really good, especially Blake, because you figure Gage's price is probably going to go up, but Blake could be really good on FanDuel. And by the way, you need to join our FanDuel contest, fanduel.com slash league slash FFT. Fanduel.com slash league slash FFT. Come on, come on, join us. $5 to get in there, 250 bucks for first place, $2,500 in prizes, fanduel.com slash league slash FFT. I've put together a FanDuel lineup that I'm going to reveal on HQ this afternoon that I think is going to either be just absolutely terrible or really, really awesome. And sometimes those are fun ones, you know, a lot of upside and a lot of downside. But if you want to win a tournament, it's kind of the risk you have to take. So we'll see. Tyler Higby's in that lineup. Sterling Shepard and D.D. Westbrook are in that lineup. Uh, you can find out more on HQ. But we want you to join FanDuel. We want you to get on there, make a $20 deposit, and get 20 bucks back and $5 a week for four weeks. You can play single-game contests. You can play in big tournaments. You can play 50-50s with 100 people, 50 people, whatever. So many different types of contests. Go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. Sign up and make a $20 deposit. Get 20 bucks back uh, as a bonus. $5 in site credit every week for four weeks. So you go to FanDuel.com slash FFT. Or you download the FanDuel app. Well, there was uh, a lot of games to recap there, so let's start the previews. But the news real quick, T.Y. Hilton's out. Any interest in Zach Paschal? Not really. Deeper leagues at best. Okay. Juju Smith-Schuster missed practice. We're not expecting him, right? No. James Conner did practice. Are we expecting him? Probably not, but that's an encouraging sign if you're looking at hopefully having him for the fantasy playoffs. Maybe he's a week away. Yeah. Uh, Nick Folk, the Patriots kicker, he's out. Gerald Everett missed practice and Red Ellison missed practice for the for the uh, Rams and the Giants, respectively. Which sleeper mm. tight end do we like better in those two situations? Higby, because he gets the free space. 
Higby's got the better matchup. Caden Smith played 98% of the snaps last week for, also a good for the matchup. Giants. And he's got a good matchup, too. So it's close between the two of them. Yeah, I think the difference in the matchups, both are great. Cardinals and Packers, in terms of they're so bad against tight ends. But the Packers have been bad recently against, like, Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, uh, Hunter he- like Kittle. The, Kittle, Henry, some of the best. Whereas the Cardinals are bad against, you know, all of the tight ends. Uh, Matt Breida was limited in practice, so it looks like he can play. Adam Thielen was limited, so we, we will preview this game. Uh, thinking Thielen plays, they didn't. They didn't really practice, though. That was an estimation, oh, right? So we don't know yet. We're not going to know on him until Saturday. What about Zach Ertz? We worried about Ertz uh, a little bit, but again, that was an estimation. They did not practice yesterday either. So uh, you wonder if he would have gotten a limited session in if he was able to go. Um, I think if you have an open roster spot, you probably want to pick up Dallas Goddard just in case. Okay, Drew Locke took first-team reps for the Broncos. He could start against the Chargers. We're talking about that game soon. Derrick Henry's back at practice. Golden Tate's still out. Damian Williams still out. So we're thinking LaShawn McCoy and Daryl Williams, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Daryl Williams out there in a ton of leagues. Just Jude- waiting yeah. to be stashed. Jadevian Clowney missed practice. Uh, no, I think... I think he returned to practice, didn't he? No, he missed practice, Javian Clowney. Sorry. Pete Carroll sounded, uh, shockingly enough, optimistic about yeah. his return this week. But, um, again, that's similar to what Dave said about Thielen. You'll know on Saturday with Clowney if you're worried about any of the uh, Minnesota offensive players. And last night, the Falcons had a couple of O-line injuries. Connor Williams for the Cowboys, offensive guard. He left with a knee injury. And TJ Hawkinson was on crutches after the game. Oh, I suppose we should uh, beat the waiver wire. I do have some stats to run through, but... Let's beat the waiver wire real quick here. So David Njoku, if you need a tight end, he's 23% owned. He's got Cincinnati this week if he plays, but Arizona next week, baby. So check Dream. on him. Uh, you've got Jacoby Brissett at Tampa Bay, Sam Darnold against Miami. You've got Zach Paschal against, or at Tampa Bay. Some defenses to pick up. The Jets are against the Dolphins. The Packers have the Redskins. The Chargers are at Jacksonville, and they should have Derwin James this week or next week, maybe this week. Uh, Curtis Samuels at Atlanta. Oh, I think I'm wrong. Wait, who plays Arizona next week? I said it was Arizona the, I said in it was week the Browns, 14 but I'm gets wrong. the Steelers. No, that's week 15. Oh. Pittsburgh in week 14, the Browns in week 15. Oh, okay. And so they've got a three game homestand. So Najoku has the week Bengals the next week, sorry, and then the Cardinals. So those are both good. Whereas Vance right. McDonald has one the guy, Cardinals next week. That one guy who hated you last week for screwing this up is really going to hate you this week. Somebody hated me for screwing it up? Yeah, somebody said that you should stop doing the reading the schedule because you screwed it up last week too. Something with the Giants mm-hmm. and the Packers. Oh, okay. Well, shut up, dude. And then and then and then critique me because I didn't correct you. Oh yeah, well that's Jamie's fault then. AJ Brown at Oakland, yeah. not a terrible option. He's coming on strong you a sure? little bit. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because Ryan Tannehill at Oakland is also a pretty good option. Do you want me to send you one of these, Adam? My little placemat. I have the schedule. I have the schedule in front of me. Just oh, okay. You know, he has a computer. I think I make mistakes. <laughs> yeah, I've got it. You know, use this <laughs> you have, when I can't use the computer. You have an Andy Reid style schedule. Yeah, this is me. You know, calling plays. All right. Let's also, has do... a, also has a Lions playoff chances on that thing, too. <laughs> it also has a stain from Monday's lunch on here. But we're not going to talk about that. Uh, just Mondays. Okay. Start, sit, or flex at best. Some of the games we'll get into later in the show. Terry McLaurin against the Panthers. Flex. flex best. Darius Geis against the Panthers. Flex. Low end flex. Okay. Uh, Curtis Samuel in that game. 
I'll say sit in uh, a set. So how would you rank McLaurin, Geis, and Samuel? Geis, McLaurin, Samuel, and non-PPR. McLaurin, Samuel, Geis, and PPR. I'll go McLaurin at the top in both formats. Geis, uh, Geis over Samuel in non-PPR. Samuel over Geis in full PPR. How about the Rams wide receivers at Arizona? I kind of like them, especially Woods and Cup. Yep, it's hard to trust Brandon Cooks at this point, but you know, you're, you're hoping for a shot play, and if he gets it, he's going to be good. Kind of like golf this week, too. I don't know if you've got the stones to do it in your seasonal, but you want to throw a few bucks at it on FanDuel. Yep. Oh, dude. Not a bad week. The, golf and Rodgers are two guys who have struggled differently. Golf has struggled more. But they both have really not had a ton of good matchups, and they both have been good in their good matchups. Golf has had five mm-hmm. good matchups. Five matchups against teams that are ranked 20th or worse against quarterbacks. And he has scored in those five games 17, 20, 24, 26, and 28 fantasy points. And the Cardinals, I believe they give up the yeah they give up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Everybody's mm-hmm. he doesn't have a good Rogers. history against them though. No, he doesn't. It, it's it's funny because but know, they score. Think, I'm sorry, James. No, I mean they score with Gurley. That's right. right. They score a ton of points and Gurley used to be good. down on defense. <laughs> Goff uh, used to be good. Yeah, it's true. Were the Rams Fitzgerald. in the Super Bowl once? It's a long time. Ago, uh, flex, flex at best. Larry Fitzgerald, I think you can start him in PPR. Okay. Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard. Starts. Uh, I think they're good flexes, not good starts. Who's better? I would take Shepard with the hope that his pedigree is better, but Slayton's been the better guy of late. Okay. I feel the same way. If you're talking about format uh, specific here, Shepard's had five catches in all of his games. Slayton's had more than four catches only once, so Shepard more likely to catch more passes. And Dave and I are going to disagree on this. Jamal Williams, start, sit, or flex at best? Oh, I think you can start Jamal Williams. I think he's the number two running back for sure. I think he's a flex um, just because of you're you're counting on... He's better in PPR than non-PPR. He hasn't rushed for a touchdown in a while, but he's caught four in his last five. He has, um, with Devontae Adams back, he has six catches, zero catches, and seven catches. What happened in the two games where he had six and seven catches? They were trailing. They got blown out at the Chargers and at the 49ers. What were his carries in the game that he had zero catches? I don't know. I'm, 12, I yeah, think. 13 last week, I right? Think, right. Uh, I think he's going to still have a pretty big role in this offense. You just look at what they have. In the passing game, it's Devontae Adams and, uh, you know, no one really knows what they've got there. I don't think it's very reliable. So I think you're going to see a very running back centric game plan from Green Bay. Okay, maybe. But I did want to bring that up about the catches. And they they also said they need to get Aaron Jones involved. Go ahead. He's, he's, t- he's touchdown dependent in non-PPR for sure. He's just not going to get enough touches to be good enough in non-PPR. When we come back... The Bonanza, what is it? I don't know yet. I'll figure it out during the commercial break. And then we'll get into Chargers, Broncos, Steelers, Browns, and four NFC home games. We'll be right back. All right, it's Bonanza time. Welcome back, everybody, to Fantasy Football Today. All of the fantasy-relevant players are going to be good in East Rutherford, New Jersey, with the Packers and the Giants. How about that? Sneaky good game for Daniel Jones. Don't start him. Maybe in FanDuel. <laughs> Maybe in FanDuel. It's the bonanza, but don't start this guy. <laughs> yeah, no. But Sterling, I like Sterling Shepard. I keep it recommending him. I think he's going to be good in PPR. And the running backs are going to be good. I don't really think so with Jamal Williams, but we just talked about that. So there you go. There's your bonanza. Let me give you some quick stats. Uh, there have been five wide receivers 
with nine or more targets uh, against Denver. And they they were good, but they were not the number one wide receivers on their team. They were MVS, Mike Williams, Jarvis Landry, BC Johnson, and Cole Beasley. Are you nervous about Keenan Allen? He does not have good history against Denver. Uh, very much so. I, but I I can't help but start him in PPR just because of the volume that he should get. Yeah. So just, Non-PPR, it's a little easier to, to shy away. Like, I know you're a little nervous about DeAndre Hopkins. How would you compare Keenan Allen to Hopkins? I'd rather have Hopkins. Far and okay, away. Hopkins. So, two quarterbacks I mentioned, Goff and Rodgers. They both have great matchups. They both have struggled against bad matchups and been good in good matchups. So, you know, Rodgers, people are going to start for sure. Goff is going to be a little more questionable because just he's Goff, but we did want to bring that up. And when you look at, at targets for the Rams, Robert Woods has the most targets in the NFL without a touchdown. He also does not have one target inside the 10-yard line this year. Cooper Cup has four. Everett has four. Higby has four. Cooks has three. Reynolds has two. Gurley and Woods do not have a target inside the 10. I thought that was really interesting. Let's go to the Chargers and the Broncos and start with that. And, and I did want to talk about Keenan Allen because nobody trusts Phillip Rivers right now. Um, we'll get into Gordon and Eckler. Always interesting. But what do you think about Keenan Allen? And I did mention that number two receivers have had some success against the Broncos. So are we starting either Allen or Mike Williams? I don't think you should start Mike Williams. I mean, you may have to, but at best, the number three receiver. You could probably find somebody on the waiver wire that's a better option than Mike Williams. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I would have told you I have it ranked this way. Um, Cole Beasley. Gage. Uh, Gage. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. You really had those like, guys ahead? You're going to go with McLaurin did, right? over him. Larry Fitzgerald over AJ him. A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown okay. over him. Even Will Fuller. Both the, Giants guys. All right, so forget about him. Now, how many of those guys that you just mentioned would you start about start over Keenan Allen? Uh, none. I think you still start Allen over those guys, but like, I feel much more comfortable with Jamison Crowder and Devontae Parker and um, trying to think anybody else. Uh, Tyler Boyd, you know, for example. I start all those guys over, you know. Okay. Maybe it helps that uh, that. John Brown caught a touchdown. Stephon Diggs had 125 yards and a touchdown. Cole Beasley caught a touchdown. I mean, the Broncos' defense hasn't been as good the last two weeks. Does that help? But I mean, I Those guys won- have better quarterbacks at this point. Right. So that's one huge factor, and the other one is just pure speed. It's also offense. They're so run-heavy right now. Okay. So how about the running backs? Would you start the both running backs over Keenan Allen, Gordon and yes. Eckler? Yeah. How much do you like these guys? I like them a lot. Uh, Melvin Gordon's top five guy for me, and Whoa. Eckler is borderline number one guy in PPR. I mean, he's been a top five PPR running back for the season. They're both in my top 15 in PPR. Yep. Don't think you should sit either one. Eckler is a borderline starter in non-PPR, but, you know, it, it's uh, it's similar to what we were talking about. I forget who, about uh, Chris Carson. You know, it depends on who you have on your team. Um, it's just he's getting a, a lot of touches, and you got to like that. I would take Eckler out of Carson. Okay. In non-PPR? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, not me. So Eckler's 16-game pace with Melvin Gordon is 89 carries, 329 yards. 
94 catches, 907 yards, and seven touchdowns. That's a 16-game pace with Melvin Gordon. Yowie, wowie. But he's been a little inconsistent in terms of the receiving yards. Of course. Right. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing. That's why that, he scares me every week. But Is, is this going to be a game where Melvin Gordon just takes over and he has 25 carries and Austin Eckler has two catches? He does have a good track record against the Broncos. Who's that? Eckler. He's a Colorado kid. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Went so, to school at Western State. Hunter Henry is top four. Start him. Uh, sit the Broncos quarterback, whoever that's going to be. How are we feeling about Philip Lindsay? Is he? How does he compare to Gordon and Eckler? Obviously, he's behind Gordon. What about Eckler? Better, but you know it's not uh, by much. I would have rather have Eckler in full PPR. Yes, but not not PPR. I'll take my chances with Lindsay there, and I still believe that he's the preferred running back for the Broncos. Oh, for sure. And I don't know if this L.A. run defense is suddenly going to rise up. A running back has scored 16 or more non-PPR fantasy points against the Chargers in five of their last seven games. That includes Lindsey. This probably was his best game of the year. 15 carries, 114 yards, and a touchdown. He's also good at Green Bay, but uh, he was great against them. They've struggled against the run. Seventh most fantasy points to running backs. It's just, at this point, like, look, he has taken over. Like Royce Freeman had two carries last week or two two weeks ago. Yeah, last game. Um, but why is it so hard to trust Philip Lindsay? It is. It's not. He's a number two him? running back. To be well, okay. Why is it so hard to get excited about him? At least for me, anyway. Because he hasn't had a good season. Right. I, mean, I know. But the the Broncos right. stink. The quarterback situation's a mess. Um, you know the the thing that I look at is it, it's he's in that start by default category. Maybe Carson's in that same category, too. But it's just, I don't have a lot of confidence in him at all. How do you feel about Cortland Sutton this week? Same as Lindsey. Um, you start by default. I'm you know, a little more nervous. The uh, uh, Yeah, I think he's number three receiver. But, um, you know, the first game with Brandon Allen, he made a ridiculous catch and, and scored a touchdown on it. I think it was against Cleveland. Yes. And... You know, hopefully the same thing happens with Drew Locke. It's just the the, the quarterbacks stink in Denver. I, I guess it's not fair to say that about Drew Locke because we just haven't seen it. But, you know, from Flacco to Allen, and then we'll see if Locke is better now that he's healthy. I, I, I hope he is because I like to see some semblance of, of hope for these guys, you know, for uh, Tim Patrick and Deshaun Hamilton and Noah Fant because I still, I still think there's talent there. So, I think you start him at least as a flex. I think in full PPR, Sutton is good enough to be a low-end number two receiver. He did have eight targets last week, so it's it's not like they don't know to throw him the ball. He gets seven to nine targets, I think, every week but one. So just, just pencil him in for eight. I looked at every wide receiver that's had seven or more targets against the Chargers. There have been ten of them. There have been four big games and six bad games. This team's been great against wide receivers, but they do have one of their starting cornerbacks suspended. It's really hard to know how that will uh will turn out how how, how they'll happens. line up he's one of those guys that can get a garbage time touchdown and you, you'd be happy with it he can also make contested catches which is a good thing dave and jamie have noah fant as a sit heath has him in the top 10 he's just higher on noah fant he loves him noah fant okay you guys are sitting him just avoiding the, the broncos offense for the most part except philip Lindsay is a number two running back denver's dst is about 12th chargers dst is better than that you can start the chargers dst Cleveland at Pittsburgh. So, Jamie, I'll give you the first word here because we got into this a little bit yesterday. We were talking about Baker Mayfield, and and you just think it's going to be tough for Cleveland. 
I do. I mean, the, the Steelers' defense has played great. And while the Brown, Browns' offense played better against them uh, in Cleveland a few weeks ago, a lot of that had to do, obviously, with the, the Pittsburgh offense just being totally inept and Cleveland had the ball as much as they needed to and, and was successful. I just look at it that this is Cleveland going into Pittsburgh. The atmosphere is going to be tough. Baker's already talking about it, so it's in his head. He said it's not going to be different than when he went back to uh, – where do you used to play? Oklahoma and oh Texas. Where the hell did he transfer from? Texas. He talked about that environment going in there. So it's in it's on his mind. Uh, the secondary I think is going to shut down this this Cleveland offense to an extent. So I think it's going to be tough for Odell Beckham. He had a bad game against them the first time around when their offense was playing better. Uh, Jarvis is the really the only receiver that I trust in this game to be a must start guy. You're still starting Beckham, but he's more of a number three receiver. I mean the Steelers defense has played great for the majority of the season since they got Micah Fitzpatrick. And so this defense is going to carry the, the Steelers in this game. I think they win, and I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair where it's not going to be a lot of points. This stat will sound better to people who want to use Baker Mayfield than it will just in general. But the Steelers have allowed multiple passing touchdowns to four of the last six quarterbacks that it's faced. They held down Ryan Finley. They held down Jared Goff. Could it be possible that Baker Mayfield connects for a couple touchdowns, has some turnovers, doesn't have a ton of yardage, and finishes outside the top 12 at quarterback. And well, if you're yeah. asking me if that's I mean, possible. I, I, I would I, say he's outside the top 15 at best. I I lean with you on that. I wouldn't feel excited starting Baker Mayfield this week. I, I can't put him in my top 12. And I think I'd rather take a chance on Jared Goff, who's been terrible, uh, just because he's got a great matchup against Arizona. Yeah, I'd start Goff over him. I'd start Foles over him. I'd start Dalton over him. I'd start Tannehill over him. Darnold over him. I mean... I Some of those might sound easy, the, but the yeah, the thing that might give you hope is that he scored 18 at Denver, which was pretty good at the time. 21 against Buffalo, 25 against Pittsburgh, 29 against Miami. The thing that doesn't give you hope, he's probably there's probably not a ton of upside here because the Steelers' defense is good. And there was a there was a four game stretch at New England, at Denver, Buffalo, and Pittsburgh where Nick Chubb had 87 carries without a touchdown. So you know, I, if I'm Mayfield and I already don't have enough a huge upside in this game. What happens if they get to the goal line and Chubb actually does score? Then you're really well, you missing out have, on your chance look, for points. He, he had 25 fantasy points against Pittsburgh. And he ran for a touchdown. He had he was 17-32 right. passing. He had 193 yards, and he ran for a score. Right. Yeah. That's so not, that's not, like that's not, a, that's not a, the, the most efficient of days. Sure. The one I go back and forth on is Cousins in Mayfield. Oh, I'd take Cousins easy. They've both been playing well. I think you do have to say that Cousins has, and this sounds weird because he's playing at Seattle, but it's an easier matchup for him than what Baker's got. Yeah, it's just the setup for Cousins. This is usually where he struggles, prime time against a team with a winning record. And it's a no-brainer if Adam Thielen plays. But not only that, I mean, I'm very excited to talk about that game. It's next up. But the Seahawks, Monday night football at home, Sunday night football at home, I think they're 6-1 and or 7-1 and in their last three seasons in that setup. Uh, I I got the notes on that. I'll let you know. Okay, so Mayfield, we're going to try to avoid. Nick Chubb must start. You have yeah. to. Kareem Hunt. But Kareem Hunt is not. Okay, why? Uh, I like Hunt in PPR. His numbers are very consistent. What 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 number is it? Like twelve or so? Uh, like I think a, it's 11, 11 or more PPR points in the three. Yeah, fourteen, right. eleven, eleven. I'll tell you what. I'll put him in the flex range in PPR. Yeah, he's not a must start guy. I mean, you're talking about still a guy that's gotten at most uh, fourteen touches. Six six receptions and eight and I'm sorry, twelve touches in a game. So it's not okay. a lock. He's going to get a ton of ton of work, but he's part of the reason Baker's playing better. That's definitely. A huge and if he gets the Joku back, that's even better for Baker. But I still don't think you start him. All right, 
Yeah, the Steelers have not allowed a receiving touchdown to a running back. They gave up some yards, but no receiving touchdowns yet. Uh, the Cleveland wide receivers. So my stat of the game for this game, by the way, was that Jarvis Landry is second in the NFL in red zone targets and leads the NFL in green zone targets inside the 10-yard line. So that's interesting. Do you have him ahead of, I mean, I think you already said it, but do you have Jarvis ahead of Beckham? Yeah, yeah. he's been better all season. I yeah. think it's five straight games he's been better than Odell. <laughs> He also has 10 more red zone targets than Beckham and seven more targets inside the 10 than Beckham. That's who Baker Mayfield has been looking at. So Landry's more or less I've a said this start. before. Like when they're when they're putting their plays together and implementing them in, in in the games, Landry is lining up all over the place and taking advantage of zone coverage or busted coverage because he's running really crisp routes. They're doing a lot more with him than they are with Odell. Start or oh, so Beckham or Hopkins? Hopkins. Uh, Hopkins, but they're very similar. So they're number low end number two receivers? Yep. Okay. And would you start, um, would you start David Njoku if he plays? No. No. Okay. A- any Steelers? Any Steelers? Yeah, would you start I, any Steelers? I mean, Snell's a flex if Connor's out. Is but I think James Washington's a flex too, uh, potentially, at best. I think so. Let me tell you what happened when Devlin Hodges started in Week Six at the Chargers, who, by the way, have a very, very good secondary. Uh, one player on the Steelers had more than 14 receiving yards, and it was James Conner. He had seven catches for 78 yards and a touchdown. I don't know if that means anything, but uh, Devlin Hodges has really been awful, like in terms of receiving, in terms of passing stats. He had a 78-yard catch, you know, that that play to James Washington. Other than that, I, he, I don't think they're going to win. I think they stink. I think Devlin Hodges is going to have a terrible game, and I don't know. I mean, sorry. Sounds like you're saying that the Browns are going to win an ugly game. I do think the Browns are going to win an ugly game. But it, could, it could easily happen. I mean, again, Pittsburgh's offense is terrible. I just think that the, the setup of after everything that happened with the helmet, this building is going to be a— just on fire and the defense is going to be fired up. They're still in playoff contention. You know, it's funny yeah. is as bad as uh, the Steelers have played offensively, their defense has still kept them alive. Both these teams are still in playoff contention. So what do you expect from Benny Snell? This is a playoff game, Adam. If, if the <laughs> game is low scoring, as I expect, he's going to get 15 plus carries. And so he's going to grind his way to both Scarborough numbers. Not going to work in the passing game. You just have to understand what you're getting. If he scores, you're in great shape. I don't believe he scored yet this year. I don't think so. So he's a, he's a flex and non-PPR, and somebody probably want to avoid PPR. Okay. Would you start Benny Snell or Odell Beckham in non-PPR? Beckham. Uh, Beckham. Okay. Uh, that's it. James Washington, flex. Is he is James Washington, like, top 36? Yes. Uh, not for me, but in that in that range. Cool. Vance McDonald, sit him? Yes. Yeah. Which DST do you like better? Steelers. That's the one. Uh, I might consider the Browns on FanDuel, though. Okay. This is a a sneaky FanDuel. Yeah, exactly what I was going to say. Chiefs, Browns for me, sneaky FanDuel DSTs. And, yeah, I I think if there was going to be a game I'd want to go to this week, it would not be the Steelers-Browns. It would be Minnesota at Seattle. So I'd get—let's check ticket prices on this one. I'll get my handy-dandy phone out here. 
and I'll get the SeatGeek app open. And you should be using the SeatGeek app to forget all of your tickets, and you'll save 10 bucks off your first purchase if you use the promo code FFT. So all you do is you hit search, you type Seattle Seahawks. The results are going to come up. Let's see how much the tickets are. Oh, they start at $222. It's a good thing I won 20 bucks uh, on DFS last night, so now I can put that to my Seahawks tickets. No, those are a lot of money, but they've got this interactive seat map here. If you want to go to this game where I'm looking at it, and I see all these dots, these big green dots. These are the best values. This is telling me these are the tickets I should buy if I want the most bang for my buck. I have already filtered it so that all the fees are included. I can sort by price. I can sort by deal score, which tells me the, where you know the best values ranks them. I can sort by number of tickets I want. It is such an easy app to use. Get to the game, the concert, comedy theater on SeatGeek and use the promo code FFT to save 10 bucks. Minnesota's at Seattle. So here's a fun one. You can you can have success as a receiver against the Seahawks, but there has not been one wide receiver that's had more than 55 yards or a touchdown against the Seahawks with fewer than 7 targets. And if Thielen plays, it's not a given that either Thielen or Diggs would get seven targets. So how do you approach the wide receivers for Minnesota in this game? If Thielen plays, I think they're both high-end number two receivers. I prefer Diggs over Thielen just because of health. If Thielen is out, Diggs is a must-start number one wide receiver for me, and then I would love Kyle Rudolph this week. So let's put him on the Beckham line. Let's say they both play. They'd be ahead. Both over Beckham. Over Beckham. Yeah. Okay. And if and Hopkins. Okay, if Dig, where would Diggs be if Thielen doesn't play exactly? Like, where he is right now, top ten receiver. Oh, okay. So, so total stud. And by the way, here's the stat. So Sunday night, Monday night football home games last three seasons. The Seahawks uh, are four and zero on Sunday, two and one on Monday. They did have three games where they gave up fantasy points to quarterbacks: twenty points to Tyrod Taylor, twenty five to Matt Ryan, thirty three to Mahomes. But they played. Minnesota last year, Sunday or Monday night, I think it was Monday at home, and they won 21-7 to with Russell Wilson throwing for 72 yards. What a fun game that was. This one should be better. Um, starter said Kirk Cousins. He's been on fire lately, including tough games against tough opponents. On fire, Kirk Cousins. He's in that same 18-point range that I would put Baker Mayfield in. And Jamie will disagree with me on this one, but I would put Nick Foles in that range too. Oh, no, Foles in that range. But I take, I go Foles, I go Cousins, Foles, Baker. But there's a big separation between the other two guys and Baker. Yeah, they're closer than that for me. But I, I don't see, I, I don't see huge upside for any of the three. Dalvin Cook's a must start. He's been struggling a little bit, but you're going to start him. We talked about Thielen. We talked about Diggs. Kyle Rudolph. Can you make the case for Rudolph even if Thielen does play, since the Seahawks have struggled so much with tight ends? Uh, sure. You know, I mean, the hope would be is that they've found their connection again with Thielen being hurt these last few weeks. And so that Cousins not only relies on him, but the coaching staff is using him more as a receiver than just a blocker. But it's just, you know, you look at the numbers when Thielen was healthy and playing and, you know, full game, Rudolph just wasn't getting any opportunities. He's still, I think, a touchdown or bust type of tight end, maybe slightly better than that. Uh, but you know, it's just you, you look at the the numbers since the Detroit game when Thielen started with the hamstring injury and he left in the first quarter. Rudolph has been a good fantasy tight end, and so that's something I think you buy into. What do you guys think about the Seahawks' pass rush, assuming Jadavion Clowney plays? Dominant, no. good, good, average, 
bad. Good, but this offensive line has been very good for Minnesota. They've been they've been pretty good. So it's just a matter of whether or not they think they need Kyle Rudolph to block. And if Thielen's there, my guess is that they'll probably use him more as a blocker, which does make him a six or nothing type of tight end play. Would you start Greg Olson or Kyle Rudolph? Is that dependent on Thielen? Yes. I'd go Olsen either way. If Thielen is out, I'd go with Rudolph for sure. Would you go with, let's say Gerald Everett's out, would you go with Tyler Higbee or or Kyle Rudolph? Uh, If Thielen is in, I would take a chance with Higbee. I would do the same. And if Thielen's out, we go with Rudolph? Yep, for sure. Okay. Uh, For Seattle, Russell Wilson. I mean, let's face facts here. He's been disappointing in four of his last five games, I think. Uh, five, yeah, last five games, less than 20 fantasy points in four of them, and of course 49 fantasy points in the other one. And here's what you need to know. In his good games, Seattle has given up 30 points per game. In his bad games, they've given up 18.8 points per game. So, you know, if, if you believe in the Vikings offense, that should be good for Russell Wilson. Is he a must-start? Yes. I still think he is. Rodgers or Wilson this week? Wilson. Uh, Wilson. Okay. And we already talked about the Seattle running backs. Chris Carson, he's around 20th. Rashad Penny is what? A guy you want to keep on your bench. Would you start both Vikings wide receivers if they both play over Chris Carson? Uh, In PPR, yes. So I'm thinking about it in non-PPR, and I'm probably probably in on starting the Vikings guys over Carson in non-PPR too. And let's say like Rashad Penny, maybe you don't want to start him, but he's not a bad stash. He's 66% owned. See yep. what happens. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, start or sit? I think you start them both. I am a little worried about how healthy Tyler Lockett is. But DK Metcalf should have had a big game last week. Definitely a chance he can do it this week. No one fears the Vikings' pass defense anymore. And because it could be a competitive game, these guys should get involved and still get a chance at putting up some good numbers. Would you start either of them or both of them over Keenan Allen? I would start uh, both over Allen. I would start Allen over Metcalf and PPR. This is not a tough matchup. The Vikings allow the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers. Would you start Austin Eckler or DK Metcalf? I would start Eckler. I think I would too. 100 yards or a touchdown to 15 wide receivers in 11 games. That's what Minnesota's given up. And Jacob Hollister or Kyle Rudolph? Rudolph. Even if a Thielen plays. Uh, Hollister if Thielen plays. All right. Hollister's been pretty good. I mean, if he caught that touchdown, which he should have against Philadelphia, we'd be talking yep, about right. He did nothing wrong games. on that play. Yeah. And, and he's already, fa- by the way, San Francisco number one against tight ends. Philadelphia seventh against tight ends. And he should have done well against both of them. Minnesota is sixth, though, against tight ends. They have been good. Uh, so you can go back to Hollister. Uh, would you start Hollister? Keep an eye on his health, though. He's got a foot injury. He's doing. Okay. Hollister or Higby if Everett's out? Hollister. Higby. Wow, you're not feeling Hollister, Dave. No. Right. no I, I buy into the Vikings' pass defense against tight ends. They've been good against tight ends for a while. It's bonanza time. Green Bay is at the Giants. And the Giants are 29th in scoring defense, 22nd against the run, 26th against the pass. They totally stink. So Aaron Rodgers, Dave, do you still have him 10th? Yeah. Okay, 10th for Dave, 6th for Jamie, 6th for Heath. You can start him, but are there any difficult start-sit decisions involving Aaron Rodgers here? Darnold? In terms of other quarterbacks? Yeah, Darnold, Rodgers. I'd go Darnold. Uh, I'd go Darnold as well. Um, Tannehill I'd go with over Rodgers. 
Yeah, I go with Rodgers over Tannehill. Um, I, I think this is a uh, big bounce back game for Rodgers. You said it, Adam. It, it, it's played itself out every time. Anytime he's had a good matchup, he's been successful. And I just think Devontae Adams could just have one of those games. I, I, I He needs to be in my FanDuel lineup. So what about Aaron Jones? Because you could say that there's really no such thing as a must-start running back who gets 13 carries and no catches. You could make that case. Is he a must-start, Aaron Jones? I think he gets more than 13 carries against the Giants. He's had that only twice this year. I mean, I agree because they, they want to get him involved, but I just got to throw that out. He's had 13 carries, more than that, twice this year, and one catch in three games with Devontae Adams back. It's 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 really frustrating. And if you look at the um, the offense at the beginning of the season, it was, wow, this Matt LaFleur, once they got going, this Matt LaFleur system is really working for Aaron Rodgers. They're using the backside of the backfield. They're being more creative. Everything looks like there's an influence of a different play caller and coach. And the last month or so, it's been Rodgers holding the ball a little bit. Receiver's not doing a whole lot, moving. His running back's not involved in the passing game anymore. And it looks very much like Mike McCarthy's offense. I almost and, wonder if they go back to what was working earlier in the year. I hope so. I really do. Because I, I think as a team, they'd be better. Um, and... and you know, obviously Rodgers is not having a great fantasy season. He's in that Alvin Kamara, same conversation, you know, bust at the position. Um, but they could still finish strong. He could still finish strong with the schedule, the way it sets up for him. And I think this is one of those games where because the defense is so bad that they're facing, that it looks a lot better and they start to get a little bit more of what LaFleur wants to do. Cool. So I think he has a, Aaron Rodgers is a pretty high LaFleur this week. I agree. I said I, I said La Floor. It was a. It was I heard a you. Oh, okay. Come on, Dave. Come on. Jamie should have Went laughed hysterically, and then everybody would have gotten it. So Aaron Jones is top ten. That's the answer. He's top ten. We already talked about Jamal Williams. Um, pretty involved, and we'll see what happens with the game script. But still, he had he's had I think like twelve and thirteen carries two straight games. So Devontae Adams is a must start. Are you starting any other Green Bay wide receiver? No. No. Okay. So, by the way, 13 and 11 carries for Jamal Williams. Are you starting Jimmy Graham? No. Also, no. Are you starting Daniel Jones? No. No again. No. Two QB leagues. Yeah. The, the, the stat I gave on Tuesday's waiver wire show is that in their last five games, opposing quarterbacks are averaging 290 passing yards against the Packers, 9.18 yards per attempt, only eight touchdowns, but two interceptions. And four of the five teams they've faced have had a passer rating of 107 or better. They have faced Oakland, Kansas City with Matt Moore, the Chargers, the 49ers, and the Panthers. So it's not even good quarterbacks. It's just something to keep an eye on. Maybe, you know, we think about them a little bit differently because they don't give up a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks, but they have been struggling lately. Uh, do you, how, how much faith do you have in Saquon Barkley this week? Not a lot. But where do you have him ranked? Around 15. Yeah, usually he's a staple in the top 5 to 10. And now it's starting to fade a little bit. But I, you can't deny the matchup. It's true. There was a media session that he had this week where he kept saying, I'm not hurt. Mm -hmm. I'm not hurt. Do I look like I'm hurt? I'm not hurt. Yes, he does look like he's hurt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I saw that, and I was like, yes, Saquon, it does look like you're hurt as a matter yeah, of fact. Yeah, I, I wish they would have shut him down. Uh, so I will give you a little bit of optimism here on Saquon Barkley. 
He's played five games since coming back from the ankle injury. The teams that he has faced, here's what they give up in terms of yards per carry to running backs. 4.1, 4.25, 4.08, 3.01, 3.64. That's pretty tough. Packers give up five yards per carry to running backs. Mm-hmm. So, Eckler or Barkley? Barkley. Uh, Eckler and PPR. All right, all right. Giants wide receivers. We talked about them. Slayton and Shepard are both in play here. Um, Shepard, by the way, Shepard's played five games, and he has the second most red zone targets on the Giants. That is a red zone guy for him. For here, Here's a, a number that I think you could almost guarantee, nine. Nine targets? Nine targets. Yeah, and five or more catches. It, just about every game. Can he average more than three yards per catch, please? I think so. I think he can. And, yeah, the tight ends, Red Ellison, Caden Smith, we, like so sneaky, but not that ridiculous to go with them, right, guys? Well, if Ellison plays, he's still in the concussion program. Right, right. But I'm saying if Ellison, if he plays, and Caden Smith, if Ellison doesn't play. If he doesn't play, yeah. I, I think they're in the stream category. Definitely in the fan duel category. I would like it better if both Ellison and Ingram were out. Right, right. I was thinking. Well, no, that. you go with Ellison if. Oh, you're yeah, saying that you think Caden Smith is going to take away. From I think Ellison. Smith will play a little bit, and and Ellison will play a little bit, and then you're you're dealing with you know them negating each other. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Caden Smith was running a bunch of downfield routes. He was basically an outlet, short area outlet. For sure, Jones. But you're you're hoping that he, he's not a must. You're hoping play, he scores. But, yeah. Do you but have faith? I in, love the fact that he played so much. You have faith in the Packers DST. I don't mind the Packers DSD. I think they're going to sack Dana Jones a bunch of times. Cool. So plus, if you want to just you know uh, avoid making two transactions, you get them for two weeks. I'd still rather have the Jets defense for the exact same reason. Oh, agreed. And Philly. And two more games, guys. Let's fire through these. So, Rams and Cardinals. Who don't we like in this game? I'm nervous about Christian Kirk. Because, let's face it, he's had like two good games all year. Uh, I like him better. In, I like him as a starter in PPR. And I would start him over Keenan Allen. Who's got a better chance of seeing Jalen Ramsey between Kirk and Fitzgerald? I mean, they move both guys around. And these are the type of receivers that Ramsey has typically struggled with, which is what happened last week when he gets these small, shifty speed guys. Those are the ones that give him trouble. Uh, did he play? Did he face Marquise Brown a lot last week? Because I That's the thing. They don't. I, they don't. He doesn't play those type of guys because he struggles with them. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I'm not. Sure. I, I don't zone. know that he struggled against Marquise Brown. He just he didn't face him as much. Like he didn't shadow Marquise Brown. No, no, no. Yeah, no. He he did not get beat by Marquise Brown. He does not usually play well against these type of receivers. He's better against the the bigger physical receivers. Sure. I have a little hope for Larry Fitzgerald because I think he can catch six or seven passes. So PPR hope for him. PPR hope, I guess for Christian Kirk, but I'm not in love with starting either one of them. So how about ranking the five relevant wide receivers in this game? Uh, Cup, Kirk, Woods, Cooks, Fitzgerald. I've got Woods first, Cup second. I've got... Where's Kirk on this list? Fitzgerald over Kirk, and Cooks behind him. And do you think Cooper Cup has one of his huge games? Yes. I will. I, I, I'm, I don't think it'll be a huge game. I think it'll be a good game. I think Robert Woods has a better chance to go off. The, the best corner this year, believe it or not, for Arizona 
has been, well, best coverage guy has been Buda Baker playing the slot. Peterson hasn't played great since coming back. Their rookie has been terrible. That's about it. And Kenyon Drake in PPR is usable, but this is really a situation that makes people nervous. Todd Gurley, starter sit Todd Gurley. And how about this Gurley or Saquon Barkley? Gurley. I think Gurley is a must start. Really? Okay. So it's Jer- yeah, just outside for me. Like I start Ronald Jones over him, but that's about the only like different player. Jared I'll Goff start him over Chubb in PPR. Jared Goff is the seventeenth. Uh, for Jamie, 14th for Dave, 23rd for Heath. A lot of players in this game that have have big possible outcomes, you know? Like they're interesting in DFS in particular. They could have they have a lot of upside, but a lot of downside. Golf all of the Rams basically. And uh, probably Kyler Murray too. How much do you guys like Kyler Murray? I've got top him 10. inside my top 12. Top 10 for me. Okay. So, would you start Ryan Tannehill or Kyler Murray? Uh Kyler I have Tannehill ahead of Murray. I got to be honest. When I was watching the 49ers-Packers game, seeing what they did to Aaron Rodgers, I just thought, wow, Kyler Murray is a must start because he had two good games against the 49ers. Like, that is extremely impressive. And he he deserves some credit. You know, He's coming off a bye. We haven't talked about him much. Good for you. Good season. Offensive rookie of the year. Where is it, Josh Jacobs? We'll find out. Uh, we talked about those tight ends, Higby and Everett. If they both play, what do you do? Um, probably thinking. avoid it. Go ahead. You like him? You like Everett over Higby? I would play Everett over Higby if he plays. Yeah, I'd almost be scared to start out at one of them. That's I know it's I know it's the best matchup in the world, but I just I wonder if it doesn't matter here. Yeah, it's so you guys are in agreement there. Probably want to avoid them if you can. Go to Ryan Griffin. Go to Jack Doyle. Over Everett? Yep. Yes. Everett's not playing a lot. Yep, he's not He's not healthy. All right, final game, Washington at Carolina. Starter sit, Terry McLovin. Flex. Uh, yep. All right, this team stinks against wide receivers. McLovin! So you know. Hmm. <laughs> so he's a flex. All right, fine. Uh, is that the only Redskin we're considering here? I We can talk about Geis and AP because the matchup is really good for them, but... I'm same concern as last week. They could take away from each other and they could also both be not good. What do you think about McCaffrey this week? You like him? I think he's a start, Adam. Mm. Okay. Well, we, we're out of time, so I can't I can't have you expand on that. I decided I'm sick and tired of not having McCaffrey in my FanDuel lineup, so I, I splurged for him. <laughs> yeah. and, <laughs> he's always worth it. <clears throat> and uh DJ Moore's a stud, so start him. Is Kyle Allen okay this week? Uh, I feel like DFS desperation play. I feel like this is a McCaffrey game, but that being said, he could always dump off a little dink pass to McCaffrey and he Mm -hmm. weaves his way 99 yards for a touchdown. I mean, it is Washington they're facing. This isn't the toughest of defenses that we're talking about. Uh, You know what? So I think the interesting guy here is Greg Olson because Samuel is kind of like, eh, but Greg Olson, what do you think? Kind of like him. I like his involvement over the last couple of weeks. Uh, low end start. Carolina's DST is top six. Uh, if we could compare Olsen, Greg Olsen or Ryan Griffin. Griffin. I think I have Olsen ranked higher. Washington's defense against tight ends has started to come apart. Three touchdowns on them the past two games. 
Jack Doyle or Greg Olson? Olson. Uh, Doyle. Okay. Especially with Hilton now. More targets. We're out of here. Dave, Jamie, happy Thanksgiving again. Talk to you in like an hour on HQ. Thanks, Turkey. All right, bye. Uh, na 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 na. na, 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 na. na, na, na.